Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Look at that hair. Look at that face. What's your name? Casey. Dante Greco. Is me yours truly. Dante. I'm gonna come. Good evening. Welcome to the Dante Greco Show. It's about 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Getting started a little late today. Wednesday's the day I do all my charity. Helping, saving the less fortunate, the too fortunate. Doing a lot of good things. So, there's a lot going on, a lot to get to, but we're going to start with the breaking news. Absolutely sad. If you're of a certain generation, it's uh, even sadder. Some of the younger people might not even know who this is. But TMZ reports that rapper Coolio has died at the age of 59. Coolio was famous in 1996. Probably his biggest hit came out, Gangsta's Paradise. Can't play it here, of course, because YouTube demonetizes people for using other, you know, material that they don't own the copyright to. So you'll just have to look it up yourself. But uh, it was a huge song. Came out on that movie Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer, where she's the white teacher who goes and teaches in like the dangerous black school and somehow saves the kids and discovers that they have minds. But uh, Coolio, also famous for his hairstyle. With the dreads, let's look up Coolio's Leo album cover. Yeah, this was a famous hairstyle in the 90s. I don't know that anyone else adopted it, but he kind of was a pioneer. You know, you look at Kodak Black these days or SoundCloud rappers, whoever, they, they all are getting very experimental, doing very interesting things with their hair. Uh, these rappers. So, and then of course, Weird Al. Um, the cover version of this Amish Paradise. See, he showed up. He got into the mix. Weird Al Yankovic, Bad Hair Day. Don't think he would call it that today. He'd probably be called a racist. But the 90s were a different time. Anyways, I was surprised to see this just before I was getting ready to come on here. Coolio dead at 59. Let's see what happened. Coolio's longtime manager, Jarez, says Coolio went to the bathroom at his friend's house. But when he didn't come after a while, friend kept calling for him and eventually went in and found Coolio laying on the floor. Wow. Terrible. Told the friend called EMTs who arrived and pronounced Coolio dead on the scene. And Jerez tells us the paramedics suspect he suffered cardiac arrest. Official cause of death has not yet been determined. Very sad. Similar to another music legend, Elvis, going out in the bathroom. And also James Gandolfini. But, um, you know. Sorry to hear that. Coolio, I think he went to, uh, his kid went to school with my sister or at the same school. 
years ago. Let's see what other little headlines they had here. Coolio wants white people to learn from Gangster's Paradise Jeopardy mistake. What was that? Let's take a moment to relive some of Coolio's moments. The ER will always get you in trouble as a Jeopardy contestant learned the hard way. The rapper dropped his grammar lesson while reacting to a contestant mispronouncing Gangsta's Paradise on Monday night's episode. Nick Speicher said Gangster instead of Gangsta, and it costs him $3,200. Well, he looks like a guy who would say Gangster, Nick Speicher. Spitcher, Speicher, Speicher, Third Reicher. Sounds like a Nazi. Not that he is. That's Is that libel? I don't know. Anyways, rest in peace to Coolio. The other big major news, which we're going to continue to monitor, is Hurricane Ian absolutely slaughtering Florida right now. Look at these videos. That is crazy. Monstrous 18-foot storm surge swallows Fort Myers and leaves hundreds of families clinging to their rooftops. Record-breaking Hurricane Ian leaves one million without power and sends tsunami of flood water crashing up West Coast. One million without power, that's just in Florida. You know, in Cuba, the whole island doesn't have power. 11 million people right now are without power in Cuba. That means there's no way that they're watching this broadcast. Look at that. Florida goes under. Terrifying moment. Intrepid weatherman braves 155 mile per hour winds and is hit by a branch while covering Hurricane Ian's rampage through Florida. Yeah, that's dangerous. A branch? You should uh, consider suing your employer for putting you in that position. He's probably been doing a Jim Cantore. I know the name. I don't know why, but I know the name. He's probably been doing this for a long time. Might be time to retire, Jim. Retire with a nice workman's comp lawsuit. They put you out there. You got hit by a branch. Sure, you can get a settlement out of that. Crazy. Crazy stuff. What was that? Kylie steps out in daring crochet mini dress for PFW. I'm so glad that I don't have to go cover that type of stuff anymore. It is so boring waiting for the Kardashians to come out of a restaurant or to show up. And it's so anticlimactic, like at least for me, you know, because I would always have to try to get an interview, try to get a soundbite, try to get a question out, somehow coax them into giving me just a couple of words that I could turn in. And they never would, almost never would. Chris Jenner would. She was usually good for a few words or, you know, selectively answering a question. Kim used to be back in the day, back in the early days, but, you know, never, no more. It's been years since she's given a soundbite to a street journalist. And Courtney, Chloe, yeah, but, but overall, it was a waste of time. Kylie, almost never. She comes, she has a bad attitude. She comes out with a sourpuss look on her face. Like, mm, you know, has nothing to add to the conversation. Kendall, too. She's got the same problem. They have this, like, uh, resentment. Meanwhile, they love to get dressed up and go out and get the photographs taken. So, 
Uh, I'm getting off track here. Back to the hurricane. Wait. Shoot. Wrong. Wrong button. Wrong button. Mm. No, there we go. That's Kylie. Okay. Of course, people are already, uh, all day, they've been doing stupid stuff in the hurricane. First of all, I saw this on Twitter. Hurricane Ian has sucked water out of the Tampa Bay. This is similar to what happened during Irma five years ago. This is crazy. Is there no sound? Play. Play. What's going on with my internet? Spectrum. Spectrum. The worst and the best internet. Come on. Cut this out of the replay. Is that it? It's not. It's just a picture. Is it a video? What the fuck is this? There we go. Look at that. That's what's under the bay in Tampa. I've never been, but if you've been, now's the chance to go out there and take a look at what you've been missing all these years. Your seabed, Tampa Bay. The water has been sucked out for this weekend. The team will be known as the Tampa Bay Suckineers. Ha 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 ha. I'm a Tom Brady fan, so I'm rooting for him. Go, Tom. Get the win. Get the win for your city, for your state. Yeah, let's look at more of these. Let's look at more of these. Um... Yes, Khalil's gone. Uh... How do I look at the profile? Okay, profile. <clears throat> That's one video. Let's see another. Boats. Holy shit. So much damage. It's like... Whatever you own in these areas is just going to be destroyed. Not even worth owning anything. What are the insurance premiums to live out in these areas? Holy crap is right. New video just in from Fort Myers, Florida, shows swimmers getting into the storm surge as Hurricane Ian approaches. This is extremely dangerous. I can't believe I have to say this. Do not get into the water, says Zach Covey TV. Yeah, stupid. I mean, these are Florida men. What is it? Some kind of, this is thrill-seeking behavior. Look at that. The guy could have got smashed right into that pier. Dumb fuck. I'm sure it's kind of fun, but it's kind of fun until you get sucked under and drown. Or like one, one of your friends, I don't know if they all made it out or not, or maybe one of them got, is already dead. This guy had his 
my hurricane supply car lambo <laughs> womp womp shit's destroyed barstool sports dj khaled that you what is this guy on a jet ski DJ Khaled would do some shit like that. Does anyone remember when DJ Khaled they they thought that he was uh, doing like like threatening suicide in downtown Miami because there was like this big huge guy with a beard who would uh... let me look up that story in a second. I want to get the facts right, but he did get lost on a jet ski once, or like he got stranded. I think his phone died and he was way out there and he had to figure a way back to land. DJ Khaled, so. He would do some shit like this. I mean, if you're going to go, that was the time of day. If you're going to go hit the water on your jet ski and experience a little bit of the, the hurricane, that was the time of day to do it. It was just like a rainstorm, not a Category 5 yet. Oh, this video was crazy. Storm surge. This is a camera that's six feet off the ground in one second. I think it's Fort Myers. Fuck. Where do you even go? Like, you literally just have to accept that your shit is going to be destroyed. Your house. Like, don't, I don't know. Keep everything on the cloud, I guess. Buy cheap clothing. You know, do, do all your shopping at H&M if you're going to live in one of these areas because it's going to just be ruined. A shark has been spotted in the streets of Fort Myers. That's not that. In a place where they probably have alligators and crocodiles, it's not that crazy to see a shark. Very nice, very nice. Fuck Biden. (laughs) Do anything for clout. Got to get the message heard. You know what? I will say effective marketing. I'm seeing this now. I'm all the way over here on the other side of the country and I'm seeing this guy's fuck Biden. You know, Biden should have sent out something to tout his uh, student loan forgiveness bill or something. You know, this is smart marketing, guerrilla style marketing. Oh, this is Jim Cantore getting hit by a Cantor. He, Wait a second. Can we stop for one second? What is trending here? Why is this word trending? Why? (laughs) Okay, this guy's wondering the same thing I am. Divod. On a day like this, why is this word trending? Insane. What's it got to do with Billie Eilish? Oh, okay. For a second, I thought she tweeted it. This guy got me. No, this is King Stacks. Hilarious. Okay. It just seems to be an influx of people using that word today. We will not use it. No freaking way, dude. 
Uh, although I did, a friend of mine sent me a funny, bit of a funny video. Eh, I can't find it. Something about Trump. I'll play it next time. All right, getting back to it. Nope, that's that's wrong. That's my intro. From a technical standpoint, this show has been shit today. No, that's not it either. Fuck. All right. Anyways, the hurricane stuff is crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Dodge, motherfucker, drudge. Life-changing effects, massive, extensive damage to Florida power grid. Whoa, look at that thing. Ian the Horrible, 1.6 million without power. Holy shit. Okay, we don't need to see radar maps. All right, that's enough hurricane stuff. I'm here in L.A. Uh, I'm not there. It'd be great if I was because that would make this a more interesting show. But since I'm not, I'm going to continue on talking about other news. This is a story I haven't even had a chance to look at yet. I just saw it when I was preparing the show. Cat lover charged with murder for running over a man to save a kitty. A California woman allegedly ran over a man on purpose in a bid to save a cat he thought she thought he was trying to kill. Hannah Star Esser, 20, faces murder charges after Luis Anthony Victor, 40, died as a result of his injuries following the September 25th incident. According to authorities, Esser got out of her vehicle, yelled a profanity at Victor, and accused him of trying to run over the cat in Cypress, California. Victor tried to speak to Esser, but she got back in her vehicle, made a three-point turn, and drove towards Victor. What a psychopath. The woman. Prosecutors claim that she intentionally accelerated directly into Victor so hard he was launched into the air. Oh, what are you doing? I mean, you know, she looks fairly normal. If her hair was down, I would say she looks fairly normal. Only 20? I understand you want to defend animals. I mean, we feel uh, I've got dogs. I, I feel for the animals. You don't want them to be hurt. You'd hate to see someone run over a cat, you know, especially any animal that we humans keep as a pet. I don't even like to see a squirrel get run over. I wouldn't even want to see you run over a cockroach. But control yourself. You can't. How in the fuck did you think that this was going to be justified in a court of law? You hit a guy with your car because you thought he was going to run over a cat? He didn't even run over the cat. You can't even claim that this was a crime of passion like like uh, they were going to do with OJ. This is He didn't even hit the cat. Victor landed on the hood of the car. The cat was alive. So now this cat is alive and going to go probably get eaten by a coyote anyway. And you're going to go to jail for 40 fucking years idiot people are so stupid victor landed on the hood of the car and the windshield his body flipping several more times before he landed on the pavement how fucking hard did she hit this guy flipping several more times like what uh. 
He was pronounced dead at the scene. Kimberly Eds, spokesman for the Orange County DA, said Esser may have inadvertently framed herself by recording her confrontation with Victor on her cell phone. The circumstances leading up to the confrontation are still under investigation. If convicted, Esser faces a maximum sentence of 25 years to life in prison. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to the New York Post for telling us what she faces. Too often, I read an article about someone who broke the law or is going on trial, and they never tell you what they could face, which is the most interesting thing, because you lure us in with, like, you know, this person got charged with hitting a guy with a car. Okay, young person, 20 years old. She's probably going away for a long time. There must be some sentencing guidelines. What's she going to face? And then you get to the end of the article, they don't tell you. So number one, props to the New York Post for that. Number two, people have to stop being, I guess this wouldn't be considered social justice, but you know the idea of the social justice warrior that you're going to confront injustice anywhere you go and you're going to film it with your cell phone. There is an epidemic now in this country of people going up with cell phones to confront strangers about, you know, racist remarks, which, okay, that's that that's fine for the most part. Um, but, but it's just like in general, this idea, I'm going to pull my cell phone out and I'm going to confront you for wrongdoing. Now. She's got she's given the prosecutors an open and shut case. She filmed herself confronting this guy, and then she hits him with a car, and there's probably cameras all over the place. Everyone's got to remember, and there's a story I'm going to talk about next. There's cameras fucking everywhere these days. You cannot get away with anything. If anyone has a reason to look for you because you committed a crime, they will find you. They will go door to door. They'll ask for ring camera videos. There's businesses have their video. There's drones in the air. If you go to Beverly Hills, there's a fucking, there's a drone just randomly shoots up into the sky over Rodeo and Cannon multiple times a day. Not to mention the little police. Um, it, it almost looks like a like a food cart with a big light pole coming out of it and cameras on the top that just look all around. I'm probably all of, I'm, my face is probably one of the most popular faces in the Beverly Hills Police Department database from all the years I spent walking the streets there when I was working for TMZ. So. If I'm going to commit a crime, it's definitely not going to be in Beverly Hills. This action showed a complete disregard for human life. But what about the cat life? Orange County's blah, blah, blah. They'll prosecute to the full extent of the law. She's scheduled to appear in court for an arraignment on October 13th. She remains in Orange County jail in lieu of $1 million bail, which you would need, what, 10%, $100,000 to get out? I mean, listen, it's unclear what happened to the cat at the center of the altercation. Cat probably ran away. Probably just was like, and, and got the fuck out of there. I would love to see the video. If there is video of the guy trying to hit the cat, I don't know if that would work in court. If... um The defense could be like, oh, look at look at this guy. Look at how cute the cat is. The guy tried to run it over. You know, give us some sympathy. She's probably going away for a long time. 20 years old. She's going to miss the bulk of the best years of her life. 
fighting this in court and then having to go to jail. Jesus Christ. Does that say maximum or minimum? Maximum sentence of 25 years to life. Fucking idiot. Um, yeah. You cannot commit crimes in public. You can't do it anymore. I saw this. I wasn't going to talk about Megan. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about Megan and Harry anymore, but I saw this and I have to take a look. Harry, Megan, desperate to edit Netflix show memoir after Queen's death. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are making a dramatic U-turn on their upcoming projects in the wake of Queen Elizabeth's death. Multiple sources told page six, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. We have to refer to them that way. Legally. have been working on a docu-series. Sorry. Been working on a docu-series as part of the multi-million dollar Netflix deal for more than a year as part of that multi-million dollar deal that Netflix just flushed money down the toilet. Because nobody cares. You know, even when they made a whole big deal about Meghan Markle's podcast dethroning Joe Rogan on Spotify as the number one podcast. Apparently, it was number one for like 15 minutes or something, a number comically low. Nobody's listening to this stuff. Netflix chiefs who have not even officially announced the Sussex project yet. I hope to add the docuseries in December after the fifth season of The Crown on November 9th. They should appear on The Crown. They should be guest stars. That would be interesting. Harry's memoir. Yeah, so basically, now that there's a shift in, the, you know, everyone's getting their, their new titles now that the Queen has died. Prince Charles up to King. Um, Kate Middleton's now Catherine, the Princess of Wales. And Prince William is... I think he's just still Prince William. Harry and Meghan are starting to say, well, wait a minute, shit. You know, maybe we should, let's try to, let's, let's uh, not be so insulting. Let's smooth things over a little bit. Maybe we can get a better deal out of this for us and our kids, especially for Archie and Lilibet. And many royal experts have said that Harry's father, King Charles, will hold off on giving the title of prince and princess to the Sussex children until the couple's various media projects are out. So, yeah, he's waiting to see. Okay, what type of shit you talking in here? You know, Charles might be a little more ruthless than Queen Elizabeth. Because he's been waiting for this for a long time. He's frustrated. He's got a short amount of time to do king things. And he's not going to take any shit. Even from his own son, Harry, even from his own flesh and blood, he should tell her, look, you want back in? You got to get rid of Megan. Get rid of her. I did it. I was with Camilla. You know, everyone loved Diana and I fucked Camilla anyway. And I'm much happier now. You know, Diana and I, your mother didn't work out. I'm not working. Megan isn't working out for us. Or for you. 
You don't need to be begging the head of Disney for voiceover projects. You're a prince, goddammit. Get rid of her, and I'll let you back in and make you, you know, some kind of special prince. Um, one Hollywood industry source told us a lot of conversations are happening. I hear that Harry and Meghan want the series to be held in L next year. They want to stall. Yeah, they're probably super embarrassed. They probably knew, like, in some way... Queen Elizabeth was probably nicer or sweeter. You know, she was just going to kind of like ice them out and ignore them. They seem to be scared of Charles. As non-working royals, they have slipped down on the royal websites. Yeah, apparently they're down next to Prince Andrew, which we all know what he did. It is not good company to be in. On the royal website, that is. That's where they're listed. Anyways, let's keep moving along down the line. Oh, this was funny. Netflix drops LGBTQ tag on Jeffrey Dahmer series after viewers outrage. So, have you ever been on Netflix... They organize things by different genres, you know, thriller, comedy. And now they put tags like, uh, you know, diversity or LGBTQ. So the Dahmer show comes out. Jeffrey Dahmer was a gay serial killer cannibal. And so... Netflix added the LGBTQ tag to it. So, like, if you're looking for some LGBTQ-friendly programming, oh, the Jeffrey Dahmer series. Oh, yeah, he was a gay serial killer, not just a regular serial killer. He was also gay. But people were upset. Netflix is no longer using the LGBTQ tag on its controversial series about deranged serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer following a furious backlash. The streaming service has not given an official reason for dropping the tag. No. Who could figure out what it would be? Uh, in which Evan Peters plays the late Milwaukee cannibal who murdered and chopped up 17 men. However, it followed several days worth of outrage online by disgusted viewers, many of whom tagged Netflix in their attack. Why the fuck did Netflix tag the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary LGBTQ? One person said on TikTok, alongside images showing the old tag alongside others for ominous psychological and horror. I mean, I know it's technically true, but this is not the representation we're looking for. The viewer under the name Liz the Lesbo added in the now viral post. You know, imagine clicking on the LGBTQ category and this is what you get. It's funny. Uh, if you're going to play devil's advocate, you got to say, well, listen. Oh, fuck. Are you not even seeing what I'm looking at? Uh, seriously man okay thank god no one's watching right now let me do that again imagine clicking on the lgbtq category and this is what you get look at that look at that face um if you're gonna play devil's advocate you would say well listen it might not be the representation that you're looking for but it is representing the, the whole spectrum you know, 
people who are LGBTQ can also be cannibal serial killers. It's not just you got to take the, the bad with the good. Can't all be the good. Then that's propaganda. There are gay serial killers. Now, do I personally care if people want the LGBT tag removed? No, it is a little jarring. You know, you're going on there expecting to watch uh, Fire Island with Bo and Yang or or Bros with uh, what's the guy Billy on the street, and then you see Dahmer. I don't know if this is going to encourage people to like be anti-LGBTQ. I mean, everyone knows Jeffrey Dahmer. They know he was crazy and and, uh, and a killer. I mean, you can't put that on him being gay. If he wasn't gay, he would have chopped up, uh, killed, and eaten women. Just so happens to be gay. Someone else called it so fucked to be marketing the series that way. We do not claim him, sick fuck. I mean, look. You know what? Once again, to play devil's advocate, to take Netflix's side here, they, after the year they've had, where people are claiming that uh, there's not enough diversity in their staff, I had to go down there and cover that big rally with the woman. I forget her name, but it turned out later that she had a bunch of racist tweets against Asians. Um, yeah, Netflix has had a rough year for diversity and inclusion. So they probably were scared. They were like, well, f they probably had to make, like, shit, I don't know. Dahmer's gay. Well, what if they say, oh, you know, that people are offended that we try to hide that he was LGBTQ. They can't win in this situation. So I do sympathize with them a little bit. Another critic wrote, if you told me Netflix was putting a Jeffrey Dahmer biopic in the LGB section, I would literally laugh at you. What timeline are we in? Yeah, it's kind of funny. On the other hand, you know, they are shrewd. This could just be good marketing. Gets people talking about it. Put it in there. Oh, whoops. Sorry, you didn't mean to state the fact that Jeffrey Dahmer is gay. Let's remove that tag. We do not claim him, sick fuck. It's like, well, listen, you don't have to claim him. He's part of the community. Whether you like it or not, Jeffrey Dahmer is part of the LGBTQ community. Yes, he has. I read more of the article. Not everyone was outraged, however, with others suggesting that a key theme highlighted by the true crime series was how homophobia may have played a part in cops failing to investigate Dahmer sooner. Uh-huh. Good point. Let's continue. The Dahmer case is a huge part of LGBTQ history. It's important people know he got away with so much. That's true. You should put a warning on this because you know what? What if someone who's LGBTQ and is young and they're not familiar with the Dahmer case, they don't know that there could be gay serial killers and they go out and the next Dahmer is out there at the, at the Abbey and, um, Picks you up and, and takes you home, and next thing you know, you're 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 being cooked in his in his pot. You're in uh, the new Dahmer's oven. This could be a public service. Another TikTok. It's all on TikTok these days. Another TikTok calling herself a bi nurse said, "I mean, it is something that greatly impacted the LGBTQ community, right? Educational purposes. Okay, there's some people with common sense out there." 
Yeah, it's also representation for the men who lost their lives and the families of them. Yeah, he met most of these guys in gay bars. Do they not get to be a part of LGBTQ history just because they were the ones who were killed and eaten? Give me a break. It's just funny, though, to see people get upset about it. Because look at that. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if you were a sensitive person, and you saw that in your category, it would be scary. Moving on. Lizzo. Lizzo played James Madison's 200-year-old flute. It's funny. I went looking to see if there was going to be more of a backlash to this because I figured, oh, you know, People are going to be mad at Lizzo. She's black and she's playing James Madison's flute and or she's fat and she's playing James Madison's flute or, she, you know, whatever. But there wasn't much. And I was happy to see that because I think it's a good thing. First of all, I didn't know that Lizzo played the flute. Apparently, she is a classically trained flautist. Let's take a look here. <laughs> i like it i'm glad she did listen okay there's two things i didn't know a that lizzo played the flute b that james madison had a flute and that he had some flute collection and it was what we're supposed to be uh, up in arms and treating it like it's some sacred american artifact who cares? It had nothing to do. Did, did that flute write the Constitution? So if anyone is upset, you got nothing to be upset about. The Library of Congress has the largest flute collection in the world with more than 1,800. It included James Madison's 1813 crystal flute, which survived the War of 1812, apparently. This is great. This might get kids interested in the flute. People might want to go see this collection now. It's a good idea. Um, she played it on stage as well. Okay, let's get to it. Imagine if she dropped it. That's what I kept thinking. Like, what if it just slipped out of her hands? You know, she's just performing. Honestly, it looks like a long dildo, to be quite honest. But, you know, she's sweating from performing and then like just whoop, slips out of her hands. 200 years of history gone. <laughs> falls to the ground I smell a sequel to Hamilton what else 
What else we got? You know, we're going to take a quick break. And then I'm going to come back and finish talking about the news. If you're watching in Florida, you know, find some, find some high ground. I don't know what to say. I'm not good in comforting people during a tragedy. Anyways, it's Dante Greco's show. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're back live. So I saw this. I made reference to this earlier. When it comes to cameras, PNB Rock, rapper who was murdered about a week or two ago, 17-year-old arrested for his murder, alleged shooter's dad, still wanted by the cops. Now there's an update. Woman by the name of Chantel Trone has also been arrested in connection to the shooting. Cops arrested and booked her for accessory to murder. We're told Trone is the stepmom of the 17-year-old arrested. So 17-year-old, the 17-year-old son of Freddie Trone, this is Freddie Trone, has been arrested in connection to the shooting. We're told the son was the shooter. And Freddie drove the getaway car. And now the mom is an accessory to murder. This is like the stupidest family in L.A. I don't understand what you're thinking. Because when you read the details of this story, you realize they weren't thinking. Killer fled with several gold diamonds. So they released this photo. You, you recall people say... Where, where is this? All right. I read. Here it was. Okay. Father and son duo were already in the restaurant's parking lot when PNB arrived, seemingly removing the possibility that PNB was targeted from a social media post from his girlfriend showing they were eating at Roscoe's. So, you know, at least for her, for her peace of mind, she can stop blaming herself. It still wasn't smart to put the location up there. While they were still eating, I wouldn't do it again, but she can stop blaming herself. But these trones, like, you're sitting there already when the car shows up. Like, I'm sure Roscoe's has a camera somewhere. I'm sure the surrounding buildings have cameras. It's like, there's cameras everywhere these days. There are eyewitnesses, people who see things. People who would notice you sitting in the car, the, the, that someone got out of that car and came in and, and robbed and shot the guy. How do you think you're going to get away with this? And yeah, you made off with the, um, the, di- the the chains. Even if you're able to sell them for you know, a few thousand bucks, whatever it is, you're only going to enjoy that money for like two, three weeks. You've had two or three weeks of enjoying the money and now you're going to jail for life. Because of one afternoon, you made a stupid decision. How did you think you were going to get like? And then the shooting and the killing is even dumber. Because unless they had some kind of vendetta against him and this was a hit, if this was just a robbery, I'm pleading with robbers in LA be smarter. Stop using guns to rob people and stop shooting the people if you rob them, especially killing them. Because now you're looking at a murder chart. It's like the the years are just piling up. You're never getting out in that case. An armed robbery is also a bad idea. Just, you know, 
I hate to say it, but stick to the stores. It's less violent at the very least. And I'm not advocating this. Uh, I don't support it. But it's less violent if you just go walk up into Bloomingdale's and fucking steal whatever you want. Walk out. At least that way no one gets shot, no one gets killed. Uh, Apparently you don't get prosecuted or even arrested. You know, there's now PNB Rock's dead and your life is ruined. The whole family is going to jail. The stepmom, the dad, the son, they're all going to jail. Like, did no one, has anyone else been alive in the last 20, 30 years? And we, as we've seen the rise of the surveillance state and how there's just literally cameras everywhere. And there's tracking device like your your car can be tracked the gps can be tracked your phone paint like there's innumerable ways to catch people these days it's almost like you're doing a crime what you just decided that was the day you were gonna give up on living your free life i will walk in and shoot the guy now because i'm ready to stop living a free life so i'm gonna go into roscoe's and 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 fucking rob the guy and think you're gonna get away with it so what they burned the getaway car big deal It all gets discovered. Stop committing crimes. There's a great line in the Jim Carrey movie, Liar, Liar, where the guy calls him up. He plays a lawyer and a client calls him up and he says, oh, they're doing it. They're charging me again. And he just goes, stop breaking the law, asshole. It's that simple. Anyways. Next story, uh, 30% of Americans would buy a home where a murder happened. By the way, a murder happened uh, at that Roscoe's, and I'm pretty sure they were open for business the next day, and people were eating there. So, yeah, murder does not scare people off like it used to. I just thought this was interesting because I have somewhat of an experience like this. I used to live in an apartment where the guy who lived there before committed suicide i think in the living room and i'm pretty sure they had to like bust down the door to get in there and for a long time his mail kept showing up there and it was like you know what are we supposed to do with it there's not another address to send it to the guy's dead and he killed himself in this room where i'm sitting and having dinner and you know what it really didn't bother me either I I know like some people that came over thought they could feel spirits and they they tried to sage it or throw salt, you know, whatever superstitions they had. Uh, Maybe it worked, maybe it didn't, but I never really was bothered by it. I just said, hey, look, guy killed himself. He was unhappy for whatever reason. Cops came, everyone cleaned it up and um, things are going fine. I didn't feel bad at all. I didn't have nightmares. I didn't feel haunted. You know, you got to just, you got to keep, you got to move on with your life. You got to, you got to keep living. Can't let people that killed themselves in your apartment hold you back. House Hunter's got 99 problems, but for 30% of them, murder ain't one. And especially these days, like if you can buy a house, it's very hard for people to buy houses right now. So you beggars can't be choosers in this economy.
Yeah, only 32% of Americans would deem murder a deal breaker. The remaining 38% of respondents weren't sure or preferred not to say how they felt about moving into a place where someone's life met a violent end, then calling it home, sweet home. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, I will say I didn't get the details of how the guy who lived in my apartment who killed himself did it. So I don't know. Maybe if I knew, like, particularly that, like, you know, his blood splattered over here or, you know, it took a while to get this. Day. I, I don't know. It might. My, if I had known more, if it was, like, particularly gruesome, maybe I would have thought twice, but probably not. Because especially at the time I moved into it, I really needed to get into a place. I just moved back to L.A. from Nashville. And I, uh, you know, I was starting up my gig again. And I needed uh, th this was a place that was like in the right right area, had enough space for what I needed, and they were willing to take me. So, you know, yeah, uh, may maybe I wouldn't take a, a place where someone was murdered, you know, shot, stabbed, strangled. I would live in one of those, but only one murder. Or if it's a bunch of murders, like they had to all happen in the same night or the same day. I don't want a house where people have been repeatedly murdered there because then it's a pattern and then, you know, you can get a little paranoid. You know, maybe there's something wrong with this land. It was built on some kind of burial ground, whatever. I don't want a torture house. Like, I don't want a Dahmer. I would never move into Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. Um you don't want to move into something where people were like abused ritually or, or animals, you know, you don't want that type of stuff. So yes, if you're going to move into a murder house, it's gotta be one murder committed in one day. And, um, Not like, so, so yeah, not a serial killer's place where someone was thinking about murdering all the time and, and doing all kind of weird shit. You don't want that energy. But, you know, murder or suicide, whatever. You can you can get over it. Trust me. I know from experience. Moving on. Anthony Bourdain, I hate all my fans. You know what? I'm going to cover this on a different show. I want more time to get into this. Millions of Netflix fans say they'll quit app this year as cost of living crisis bites. Yes, I'm thinking about it because I'm so pissed off that they made Jeffrey Dahmer an LGBTQ show. No, but seriously, I'm pissed off because they charge 20 bucks a month for Netflix. And we all know there's practically nothing on it ever that you want to watch. Even the stuff you want to watch, you turn it on and then you turn it off. There, there is a glut of, con there's, there's too much content on there. Too many categories, too many shows. They always just start playing the audio as soon as you turn it on. Then you got to quickly press mute because it's like, you know, you're just inundated. It, it's like too much going on when you go into Netflix. But most of all, it's the price. If it was $10 still, I would say, okay. But I'm seriously considering getting rid of it. There's nothing on there that's like, I got to keep Netflix for this reason. It's one of those things where I just keep it because it's convenient. It's one of like six or seven streaming services that I look through. But it's 
almost never the one that I settle on to pick something to watch. Occasionally they'll have like, you know, love is blind or something that you can watch with your girlfriend, but it's, uh, it's not worth it. 20 bucks. It's too much for that. Way too much. So I get it. One in four Netflix users say they're planning to ditch the app this year as the cost of living crisis bites. Yeah. They need to bring their prices down just because inflation is happening. Doesn't mean that well, it's harder to get old programs and stuff that no one wants to watch to stream that the cost of that has gone up. I don't believe it. The cost of B and C movies with actors that no one's ever heard of has gone up. I don't believe it. Let's check in again on the hurricane. See if there's any new pictures. Shocking. Before and after photos show sheer scale of the destruction wrought on Florida by Hurricane Ian. Wow. Wow. Ugh, what a mess. And imagine the mosquitoes that are going to be out there in the coming days. Jesus. That's why I'm glad that we, uh, to live in L.A., we don't have extreme weather like this. I like extreme weather for like one or two days out of the year. Specifically in the fall and winter time. Makes me feel like the season has changed a little bit. But then I wanted to get back to normal weather. You don't want to have to deal with this. As fun as this might seem to an outsider, you don't want to have to deal with a hurricane destroying everything that you hold dear. It's just a big hassle. And then you think, like, well, I don't know if your insurance is going to pay for it and reimburse. Yeah, good luck getting that payment back. How long is that going to take? You know the insurance companies will be dragging their feet. Tom and Brady and Giselle hunker down in separate homes as Hurricane Ian hits Florida. Yeah, well, I think that's a good idea because they're clearly not having a good time. And to be trapped in a hurricane in a stressful situation with each other would be even worse for the relationship. They might actually pull a full divorce. So smart. Michael Jackson's chimpanzee Bubbles is locked down in secure space at Florida Sanctuary as Hurricane Ian hits. I didn't know Bubbles was alive. Bubbles is 39. <sighs> Can I just say to anybody out there, don't befriend a chimpanzee. I still get like, uh, I don't know. It just like makes me un un comfortable when i think about that woman from 2008 who had her face ripped off by the chimp because she went over to help her friend the worst story ever and like like don't help people that can happen you go over to help somebody you get your face ripped off your eyes ripped out your hands gnawed off and it's just it hasn't i'm sure her life was not that great afterward i think she's still alive too god that was 14 years ago she's had to live like that for 14 years she tried to do a favor for somebody. Don't do any favors. Please save yourself. And Michael Jackson was walking around with a chimp. You know, there's a joke in there somewhere about his face ended up getting butchered anyway. I'm not sure what the joke is yet, but we'll figure it out. 
Anyways, Bubbles, we can be, uh, we can rest assured, Bubbles is safe. And he was sent to the Center for Great Apes in Wachula, Florida in 2005 after he became too aggressive to live at Jackson's home. That's what I'm saying. We all know these chimps are strong and they just can't wait to rip your face. They even, they, they're, like if a man comes in, there's the other guy, the, the zookeeper who came in, they immediately go for the balls. They ripped his balls off. They bit his hands off, his nose off. It's like, come on. Don't be friends with chimps. He's 185 pounds. Bubbles will occasionally spit water or throw sand with amazing accuracy at strangers just to see how they react. Spoiled rich kid. Well, good. Good for Bubbles. Wow. It's just crazy. It's crazy what's going on. So much news. So little time to keep talking about it. Uh, Aaron Judge has finally done it. The Yankees hero ties Roger Maris on 61 homers with a huge hit against the Blue Jays. That's great. Good for you. Uh, I think... <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green stuff. There's too much to talk about. There's not enough time today. We've gone an hour and we will do this again on Friday. That's it. Thanks for watching. I hope everyone enjoyed it and uh, have a great night. Stay safe. Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. And ladies love Dante. Because I want a Look at that face. What's your name? Casey. Dante Greco. With me, yours truly. Dante. I'm going to come.